see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Unpacked with PMMI. I'm your host, Sean Riley, and today I'm joined by my good friend, Jorge Escuerdo, Vice President of Market Development at PMMI. Every year, Jorge's team puts out a packaging machinery report that is without peer. The State of the Industry Report offers the most up-to-date stats, estimates, and analysis on the U.S. and Canadian packaging machinery industries. Jorge, I can't thank you enough for taking the time from your constant global travel to discuss packaging industry growth over the past two years and your expectations for 2020 and beyond. So without further ado, welcome, Jorge. Hey, Sean, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. The pleasure is all mine, Jorge. So now that we got that all out of the way, um, why don't we start out with, I guess, a, a kind of an easy one, even though it's very broad. Uh, how is the health of our packaging and processing industry right now? Well, I, I, I would say uh, currently the packaging machinery industry in the U.S. is healthy and growing. Based on our latest uh, PMI's State of the Industry report, uh, our domestic shipments of uh, packaging machinery grow for by over 6% in 2018, uh, and it reached close to $9 billion. Um, so in general, it's, it's pretty good. The total market itself uh, grew at a faster, at a faster rate uh, uh, 8.8%. So the total market right now, Sean, it's uh, uh, just over $11 billion. And uh, if you do the math, you say, oh, wow. The, so the market is growing faster than the shipments from U.S. manufacturers. The answer is yes. And uh, that means uh, we are importing a significant amount of equipment as well uh, because of, of the fastest growth pace of the market, uh, relatively a strong uh, dollar, uh, imports of packaging machinery are uh, relatively uh, cheaper than they used to be. So they are growing at a faster rate. Uh, imports of packaging machinery during the period uh, growth at the rate of 19.5% uh, to reach close to $2.5 billion. That's about 22% of the market. And it's uh, it's normal, I guess, uh, depending on the exchange rate and other issues, the uh, imports of packaging machinery normally fluctuate between 20 and 25%. But I guess just uh, answering your question in, in, in simple and a short phrase, it's uh, we're doing well and uh, the industry is growing. That's fantastic. How does that compare, you know, let's say for the past, um, I guess we're 2020 now, or let's say since, you know, 20. 13, 2014, how is it? Has it been a, an upward climb? Has it been a, a steady? How, how has it looked since then? 
Well, I, I guess, you know, uh, starting in 2015, 2015, uh, we had a relatively slow growth at about uh, 1%, just under 1%. But since then, we've kept getting a very uh, strong growth. 2016 was 3%. Uh, 2017 and 2018 are very similar. Are just over six percent. So we're maintaining a very, a very healthy growth in the past few years. Going back to you, you said 2015 kind of had a, a smaller growth. What's driving the growth that's caused it to, you know, go up a little bit more to be a little more healthy, a little more robust? What are the things out there that are causing that? Well, uh, I guess we can, in terms of drivers, maybe we can divide them in two big, uh, big groups of drivers. I would put on one hand. Uh, consumer and retail drivers. Okay. And that would include things like uh, all, all these trends in, in terms of health and wellness, uh, convenience, personalization, uh, sustainability, premiumization, and e-commerce. That's on one hand. On the other hand, I would put uh, automation. And maybe the one that's having the strongest impact in the past uh, couple of years and maybe driving most of this growth is uh, what, I, what we will call workforce challenges. A uh, big part of this is labor, just uh, lack of labor. Labor not necessarily willing to work on the uh, manufacturing space, uh, but but in general, you know, it's it's not just labor; it's operators, uh, even engineering positions. And uh, in addition to that, it's also you know those these uh, new technologies, uh, uh, flexible manufacturing, uh, smart technologies, IIoT, robotics. All those technologies are offering new opportunities to manufacturers and uh, they are all looking to, to take advantage of these technologies, uh, uh, savings and uh, increasing uh, productivity. Fantastic. I don't know that of these pods that we've done so far that, that the workforce issue hasn't come up in everyone, even if we weren't talking about things that had to do with the industry. So that's clearly a theme that's running through these. I guess diving a little bit deeper into the specific industries, are there customer segments um, that are doing particularly better than others? Well, these past years, I guess 2018 was particularly strong for uh, pharma. Uh, it uh, grew at a rate of, of about 8.4%. Uh, and beverage and food, both, uh, they grew at 66 uh, 6 and 61 respectively. Uh, and when you talk about these three segments, that's uh, that got to be about 85%. Uh, maybe getting closer to 90% of the market for packaging machinery. So, uh, so again, you know, it's, uh, it's broad, I mean, in terms of uh, where the, the growth is coming from. But I would say number one would be pharma. Hmm. Interesting. Do you have any particular reason why you think pharma would be growing or just ebb and flow? I, I guess uh, uh, would be in several reasons. Uh, uh, certainly legislation, uh, traceability uh, requirements, mm -hmm. uh, but also uh, pharma is moving more and more into manufacturing shorter batches. And that requires different type of equipment uh, that requires equipment to be more flexible. And uh, that's uh, kind of one of the reasons that's moving uh, investment in the segment. Well, then speaking of machinery, what what, what categories would rank as kind of the high performers or the ones that are, you know, out there being sold and bought the most? Well, it's, uh, I, I guess, uh, filling in general, uh, form fill and seal in particular, as uh, as you know, the, the trend moving towards more flexible 
uh, it's there. And uh, also different technologies that uh, they're uh, in general designed to extend shelf life uh, with all this trend on uh, getting rid of additives and conservatives. Manufacturers of uh, food products, they are relying more and more on technology to extend shelf life. And uh, I'm talking about technologies that are not necessarily new, but they are just being used more extensively and uh, that would be things like uh, modify atmosphere, vacuum packaging, high pressure processing. So it's uh, pretty much anything that uh, extends shelf life. Sounds good. Okay, that, that kind of covered us leading into, I know we're in 2019 now. How's this year looking so far? So, you know, I'm going to bring some data from another uh, report that uh, we put together. It's... Uh, a report that uh, that we call the quarterly business indicator. Every quarter we ask, uh, I would say about a hundred of our members and a hundred of our members' customers, that's uh, CPGs. And we ask them, hey, uh, how's business? How are you doing? How, how are orders of packaging machinery going so far this year? And it's very interesting. Again, there's our... Two different groups, uh, we asked the same question. And uh, for the past several years, they have been very consistent in, in terms of their answers. They are not exactly the same in kind of the buyers of packaging equipment. They tend to feel they are buying more than what the sellers of packaging machinery feel they are buying. But the trend is very consistent. And uh, the numbers that we get for the for the last quarter that we measure, it's, uh, these are numbers that we released for August. Uh, we're very optimistic. Uh, uh, this is a dispersion index. This basically means is anything over 50 means growth, anything under 50 means contraction. And both groups, uh, sellers of packaging machinery are, are rating, uh, you know, the the degree of activity in terms of selling of packaging machinery at about, about uh, 57%. And it's interesting, buyers are much more optimistic here. Optimistic here. They are rating it at 70%. So as you can see, there's a lot of uh, optimism in terms of investment on the buyer side. And, and to be honest, um, Sean, I think uh, we, we both were at PAC Expo uh, Las Vegas this year. Just by the level of uh, activity of the show, uh, the feedback we got from uh, exhibitors, uh, we, we think that it's uh, it's consistent. You know, it's uh, there's a lot of optimism, a lot of uh, push towards investment on, on packaging equipment in 2019. Interesting. So, so you gave me that information. How are OEMs taking that quarterly business indicator and backlog, and what are they doing with that information? Well. You know something, uh, it's very interesting. Many of our members use this uh, information uh, to track, for example, how their their sales are doing uh, in different segments. For example, uh, as we are reporting that pharma has been growing significantly, is that true for their own uh, business? That's, uh, I guess that would be number one. Also, as they compare, you know, their specific type of equipment, let's, let's assume they're on... Uh, cartooning equipment, uh, uh, they, they can benchmark, you know, in general, how the, the whole industry uh, for the specific cartooning segment are doing. Is the cartooning segment growing? How much? Are you ahead or behind? And, and you can also have a kind of an idea of what's the share of the market. Uh, I guess that's, uh, those are the, the two, three main ways our members are, are using this information. Terrific. So it's, 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 it's obviously very useful and something that uh, the members who aren't using it should probably be taking a look at. 
All right. W- w- with that, kind of hit on 18, how 19's looking. Any ideas or any clues that you can take from the report that's going to tell us, you know, what we can look for in 2020? Well, yes, you know, actually, the, our quarterly business indicator, we also ask about uh, the expectation for next year. These uh, numbers are from August. Our next business indicator will be released early November. But the numbers that we have uh, from August are, uh, again, you know, they're very optimistic. It seems there's a lot of projects out there. I, I guess uh, certainly early uh, 2020, mid 2020, we are expecting a very robust year in terms of uh, packaging machinery sales. And, and I would say in, in many of the segments, interestingly enough, household chemicals are very optimistic. Household chemicals and personal care are both very optimistic. Uh, but in general, uh, they are all over 60% in terms of uh, uh, likeliness of uh, investment. So they're they are pretty good. And, and this is interesting, Sean. When you look at the information out there, uh, for example, the, the purchasing man- management index for manufacturing is uh, right now under 50%, so indicating kind of a slowdown in manufacturing. Uh, however, for uh, packaging machinery for our industry, we're still very, very healthy uh, and pushing hard. Uh, I'm really looking to take a look at the numbers, uh, fresh numbers that we'll be getting in, in November and, and see if, uh, how the, the buyers of packaging machinery are feeling about this. You know, I, I think they're going to still feel uh, strong about it. We are expecting maybe a, a kind of a slowdown in terms of the growth, maybe towards the end of 2020. All this sounds great. It's the usual positive Jorge Squerdo that I'm used to, but I have to bring up that I've, I've definitely heard rumblings in the mainstream news about that we've finally hit the point where the manufacturing end is starting to feel the effects of whether it's a slowdown or you know even worse, a recession, something of that sort. So after all that good stuff that you said, why in the mainstream might we be hearing kind of the opposite, that it's starting to slow down? How would you explain that? Well, I guess number one, you, you've uh, you've said it earlier. You know, many of the things we are finding, the, I guess, one of the main drivers for what's happening in this industry is uh, labor, uh, workforce challenges, lack of labor, lack of access to labor. While uh, yes, if uh, somehow the economy slows down, it's very likely that labor might become more available in general. Uh, we're not, we're expecting that uh, the amount of pressure on uh, immigration, kind of uh, restricting immigration, and uh, also, you know, uh, the general reluctance of the workforce to, to go to the plant floor, that will maintain the pressure in terms of uh, the need to invest in automation. Uh, and it's very interesting, Sean, it's, it's not just uh, the large companies that are looking at this. I guess there's a a strong push on small, medium companies that rely a lot on uh, on labor uh, to invest significantly in coming years. If you look at uh, segments like, uh, for example, contract packaging, they normally rely on labor to address their flexibility uh, challenges. Many of the brand owners rely on uh, contract packagers because of their flexibility, and contract packagers tend to be very flexible because they do have a significant amount of labor to work work with. Uh, And and they are 
suffering a lot in terms of uh, availability and they are really looking for uh, for automation. Uh, so again, it's I don't think it's it's going to be something that's going to impact significantly. It's going to kind of uh, contraction in our industry. Yes, we are expecting to see a, a, a slow in terms of the growth. Uh, maybe uh, again, we had six percent last year. We are expecting to have at least you know a, another six percent this year. And maybe what we're going to find next year, it's going to be maybe 5%. I don't think we're going to go under 4%. You look at uh, the orders uh, on our members, the backlog of uh, our members on our members' books, and it's uh, and it's pretty solid. So certainly we're expecting 2020 to be a, a good year for our members. So no panic is coming out of the lips of Jorge Esquerdo. So with that in mind, what are your predictions for the future of our industry? Wow, that's a good one, uh, Sean. Well, I, I would say, number one, certainly just going on with the workforce theme, as workforce will remain one of the key challenges uh, for the industry and uh, for the country in general. We'll keep driving uh, investment in equipment. And uh, this is not just automation. This is also how automation is deployed uh, uh, and goes to, for example, uh, how easy it's to train your staff uh, for using uh, this type of equipment. Uh, but also, you know, a, a little more on, on kind of uh, how uh, the, the type of products our member, our members, the the OEMs, the manufacturers of equipment are are, are offering to the manufacturers of consumer packaged goods. If, if you look at how we are uh, offering uh, equipment solutions now, uh, I think that will be changing significantly in the next uh, few years. Many of the automation that now is ac- accessible for all the manufacturers, they are offering a lot of uh, advantages in terms of data, uh, how to acquire data. It's cheaper to acquire that, da- that data. It's cheaper to store the data and it's cheaper to process the data. So the challenge in uh, for the challenge for many of our members is going to be is how you're going to make a difference uh, for your customers on using that data and uh, how you will be changing your business model uh, in terms of just selling uh, equipment, you know, a physical asset into how you're going to be offering solutions and maybe services based on data. And I think that's going to be changing in the in the coming years. And I mean, it's already changing, but it's uh, speeding up. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of change in three, five years from now. Uh, the the business model from uh, selling where, where it's not uh, capital investment but operational investment in terms of uh, data services that's going to be very interesting and of course the other area that that we are all finding uh, lots lots of uh, changes is sustainability uh, there's a lot of pressure on uh, many materials plastics mainly uh, a lot of new uh, developments could be paper could be different uh, substrates, could be different formulations, plastics that could be recyclable. And I guess our members, they are not converters, uh, most of them. they What they do, they do packaging equipment. But uh, if materials change, the way the, the type of equipment we're using is uh, going to be changing. So again, it's uh, a lot of flexibility, not just in terms of size and shapes, but in terms of uh, type of types of materials used for packaging. I think those those would be my my three picks and, and uh, what are what are the three major things that will be shaping the industry in coming years, Sean. 
I like it. That's fantastic. Uh, big data and, and sustainability are definitely things that um, everyone is going to have to keep pace with if they want to keep pace with everybody else. Um, I, I really want to thank you, Jorge, for taking time out of I know what I know is a busy schedule um, to come on here with us. Uh, Sean, again, it's always nice to chat with you and to your audience. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to Unpacked with PMMI. Be sure to join us next time for more packaging and processing industry insights. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.